When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hello everyone, welcome to another video from Fantasy Football Scouts. It's that time of the week where we look at Jani's team selection. The good news is I've overtaken Jani in the rankings once again. Uh, and here we are. How's it going, Jani? Oh, I didn't know that. I didn't know <laughs> that. Um, I'm gutted by that. Although I'm not mm. surprised. You were on a wild card, so I expect you to have a little boost. But yeah, damn. I, is it really close? What's it's, the... it's ridiculously close. Yeah, I think there's like two points in it or maybe less. I'm 175. K, you're one eight six. So there I is. I bet that's a point. <laughs> it's like a point or two points. There's literally nothing in it. Uh, but yeah, it's pretty um pretty yo yo. Each week we come on here and, and one of us is overtaking the other. So I'm guessing next week you'll be back ahead of me, uh, unless I can well, keep it going. Uh, yeah. So how, how's how's your week been? Good to have the football back, yeah. right? Yeah, lovely to have the Premier League back. I've missed it. And do you know what? I love it when you get Premier League back after a break and then you're straight into midweek Champions League as mm. well. So, like, it's just a bit of a, you know, we had a Monday night football, which I watched because of FPA. I watched on mute. It was one of the sort of games you watch on mute whilst you're watching an ITV drama with your with your wife. <laughs> um, and you're, like, keeping your eye on it just because you've got a couple of players, but you don't actually care about Palace Arsenal. But then you've got Champions League. Then you're Thursday's usually my night off because unless... Chelsea are in the Europa League and then Friday we've got a game as well so it's a proper full week of football yeah yeah well, I was at the Emirates on Monday it was oh nice yeah it was it was good it's first first like live football I've seen in in a long time yeah. uh it was an interesting Arsenal performance uh Saka was the best player on the pitch in your team we're going to talk about him in was a bit he? until he obviously got got subbed at half time and then Arsenal went to complete pot so yeah yeah Arsenal were that's I think that is going to be the story of Arsenal I think we're going to see some really good games with them some good halves and then we're going to see them <clears throat> not so good as well so not so good for me having two Arsenal players on my wildcard team um but let's take a look at your week so you got 52 Ugh. points yeah you had Ramsdale and goal with two uh, interesting defence, uh, Cancelo with six, James, who you brought in for Rudiger, uh, with one, uh, Diaz with one, uh, Christensen with six, and so Diaz coming on blocked, obviously, Livramento, who was first on your bench with And James. Six. Yeah. And Jimenez. And <laughs> uh, Salah, 26, just like the rest of us. Uh, Foden ticking on nicely with six, Saka with zero. Yeah, we will, as I said, we'll talk about him in a sec. Uh, Antonio, one, Lukaku, two, Jimenez, one. Bit of a meh game week, wasn't it? I think it was a bit of a meh game week for a lot of people. It was. And you know what? Like six points on the bench is perfectly normal. And we don't moan about that as FPL managers. But I'm going to moan about it this week. <laughs> Why? Well, how... Un- like, I six points on the bench is fine. Livermento, you're my budget enabler defender. You'll probably be first sub for a while. Like, that's cool. I, if you get points, it's win-win. It's not win-win when you have three players come off the bench late in games mm. so Diaz got like 20 minutes Reese James and Jimenez got like four or five minutes and then Saka obviously went off and got injured got 45 and started but to have three players who are all like very likely to start like in all the predicted 11s from all the journos Reese James and Diaz were starting yeah. no one saw those two things coming Jimenez was always a little bit yeah so it's just annoying because I swear the whole of FPL Twitter had Livermento come off their bench 
as second or third sub. I have him first sub, and he doesn't come <laughs> off mine. So I was absolutely, and then obviously, like when Man City and Chelsea get clean sheets, and you're like, oh, if Rhys James and Diaz had played, oh, that's six yeah, points and six points. So it was just a frustrating week for things like that, because at the moment, five points that I'd be up on Liveramento or Diaz or James getting a clean those five points are like 80K in rank. Like, yeah, that's big. I, it's, 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 I think Diaz is the is the really frustrating one, because, yeah. I mean, how often does, does Pep sub on a, a centre-back like Laporte that? Laporte was it's, booked. yeah. When Laporte got booked in the first half, I, I remember thinking, oh, God, does this mean if he starts playing on the edge, he'll, he'll hook him? Yeah. Well, let's just want to be So, Livramento, let's talk about him first, because obviously he was benched by pretty much everyone. Uh, he had a good fixture against Leeds. He's got a good run of fixtures coming up. Burnley at home next. Uh, what do you make of him? I mean, he's, he's, he's doing what, like you say, he's doing kind of what we want. He's, he's getting points. But obviously, he needs to be coming off your bench. He's coming off the bench for a lot of people. Is it time to think about playing him? I think it might be. Mm. Yeah, the fixtures are really good. Ralph, I think it might be. Wow, don't don't you know? Don't sit on the fence, Johnny. It's a really strong opinion there. It's great. (laughs) I mean, I love him as first sub. Um, I actually think with Livermento on your bench as first sub, if I was wildcarding now, I'd probably look at two really cheap players, two brown hill types and a Livermento. I'd go really thin because Livermento is a brilliant sub to have. Mm. And at the moment, he's popping up a lot as second sub or third sub. Well, with the run of fixtures Southampton have got, there's no reason why he shouldn't be first sub. Um, so I'd, I'd promote him a little bit. I don't know if I'd necessarily say he's now for the starting 11. Although many of us have picked teams where we've got rotation risks now. We've got Chelsea defenders. We've got Phil Foden. Even some of us have got the likes of Laporte or John Stones. So these guys, because they're rotation risks, you've just got to hope they don't get five minutes and one point, mm. as all my players did at the weekend. And then you get Livermento on anyway. So it's nice having that backup plan. I mean, Southampton are a team where I look at and go, he's definitely the defender of choice to have. You don't look at their midfield. You actually think Livermento is as likely to get an assist as any of their midfielders, maybe other than Walker mm. for his set pieces. So there's attacking threat there as well. And when Husson Huntel goes on good runs, his team can keep clean sheet after clean sheet. They can also, on their day, just go like absolutely collapse and concede six or seven. But we haven't seen that much. I think we've seen that early in the season, a few, a few, a few sort of goals conceded in, in one game. But um, yeah, I like I like Kusin until when I like Livermento a lot. It's interesting because the I mean a lot of people have gone premium at the back, I th- myself included. You you jumped on it early on. Uh, you know Chelsea and, and City, lots of players going going for those players. There's people still with Shaw. There's people still with you know five point five million defenders and then you look at kind of like the five million the 4.5s and none of them really do it for me except for yeah. Livramento and, and probably Duffy I mean those two are, are just the standouts aren't they under five million yeah, yeah they are like I, I can see no reason why you wouldn't go three premiums and then you go Livramento Duffy and then you have two enablers in and one attack or, or two midfielders mm. of sort of 4.5s if I was wildcarding at the moment I genuinely think I'd be looking at that yeah that's what I did. I mean, they're, they're a gift. I mean, you know, I think we we both got we both bought in Reese James. Both got minutes off the bench for him. I, you know, we both blocked that block Livermento for both of us, which is yeah. very frustrating. But I mean, if you had Alonso, for example, he's yeah. perfect because I think there's going to be a, there's going to be there's probably going to be as much rotation between Alonso and Chilwell. But I can't, I just can't see that sub being made too often, like Alonso yeah. coming off and Chilwell coming on. Like Reese James does bring something different to that side on the right if they're playing Azpilicueta there or something like that. Whereas Alonso and Chilwell was quite similar aren't they really so yeah. that is the that is the bonus of going for one of Alonso and Chilwell and I'm seeing more and more people buying 
chill well. What, what's your stance on, on all this like wing back rotation? I mean, Reese James couldn't believe he didn't start it. He, he, he surely starts tonight. Are you confident of a start against Norwich? No, I don't think <laughs> I, so. I didn't, I didn't want to hear that. Oh no. Yeah, I'm confident he starts tonight, but then against Norwich, who knows? Yeah, in theory, he should. Like, I'd I'd have him at sort of 80 percent likely, but Tuchel and fullbacks is so hard to predict. We all thought, we all know there's going to be rotation with Alonso and Chilwell, but we all thought Alonso for his height will be in against Brentford, and he played Chilwell against mm. Brentford, and he scored, and Chilwell scored. <laughs> so, like, there's there's definitely going to be. I can see Alonso and Chilwell literally sharing minutes. I think both will start three games out of six in the Premier League, right? You look at Reese James and you take six games and you think he's going to start four or five of them. The fear with Reese James is he does tend to come off the bench quite a bit. Alonso and Chilwell never come off the bench. No, exactly. So you will, there is that fear of the one-pointers. But with all that said, knowing you get more starts out of James, I still think he's the best option. Do you? What about, what, so are you, bearing in mind... Uh, Rudiger didn't play and, and, and James got one point if you could if you could make that switch back now to Rudiger for free would you do it? Not a chance you'd stick with James? No. Yeah I made that change last week I had a free transfer it was Saturday morning I was actually whatsapping Late Riser and I was like he was speaking about his wild card and I showed him my team and um, he was like Rudiger to James is such an obvious move I was like yeah I've slept on that and been genuinely thinking about it um, but for this week, it doesn't really matter because I've had a really good squad anyway. He was like, yeah, but moving forward, given the choice, who would you prefer? And I was like, massively Reese James. The only reason I didn't have him was because when I wildcarded, we didn't know how long Reese James was out for. Um, but for the upside, Reese James all day long because, yeah, Rudiger will play 90 more often than not. But his ceiling, I know he can score goals and can get bonus, but you think his ceiling, a standard week is six points. Well, Reese James' ceiling on a standard week is, is more than that. Yeah. It's, it's, if if Reese James was nailed on for ninety or zero, you'd, I would be a lot more confident. It's the fact that he did come on that, that worries me a bit about it. Because if he's getting zero and I've got Livermore coming on, I'm happy with that. If he's getting ninety, I'm pretty sure he's going to get something because you know he, he's so attacking and, and so good at crossing when he does come on. And I think I think Lukaku's missing him. I mean, Lukaku hasn't scored now in six games, and I think part of that is, is because Reese James has been out. He's such a he's such an outlet for him, isn't he? Because he can just get that ball into the box, and that's how and that's where Lukaku likes it. Yeah, really annoying. When Aspi has come in at right wing back, he's actually done really well. And I'm like, which which you expect from Aspilicueta every single time he plays, you will always get a seven or an eight out of ten. Saying that, Reese James crossing is better than Aspilicueta's. As good as Aspi has been, Reese James adds that little bit of X factor. And we saw it early in the season. He scored a, a goal. Was it in game week two or game week three? He can get forward, and he's so dangerous. Um, so I think you're right. The Kaku's massively, massively missed that. Um, and surely now he gets a run of games. I just, I want to see him play tonight. And then I want to see him hopefully being given the nod against Norwich. He should be able to play two games in in, in four days. That shouldn't be a, a big issue for him knowing he's he's been out injured. But when you're out injured, you're also getting a rest, which is quite nice. Yeah, He should be fresh. If, if, he, if he doesn't play against Norwich, I'm getting rid. That's, yeah, because if he doesn't play against Norwich. That's a sign oh, that we, just, we know there's no yeah, trust there. It's, it's, it's one of those ones where like the fixtures are so good that every week you can think, oh, he hasn't played this week, so I think he's going to play next week. You know, I've had it with Mares before. We have it with, with Pep's players. But yeah, if, he, if he's not starting games against Norwich, I mean, why on earth they wouldn't start him and, and play one of the more kind of maybe defensive oriented wing backs? Like, just just play Reese James. Let him let him kick yeah. on and, and score. I, I'm I'm happy holding him, but yeah, we we need to see some some starts from him. Um, all right, let's talk about Saka. <laughs> I mean, Saka was so good for you a few weeks ago. Uh, he 
was I, I can I can comfortably say he was fantastic uh, at the Emirates in, in the first half. He was all over the pitch. He was the the fact that he was the best player on the pitch at the at the age he is, and you know demonstrating the qualities that he did is is a real testament to him. I think he's an absolutely phenomenal player. Arsenal have got a hell of a talent there, but he does drop deep. He is dropping deep. He is covering players when they're, they put an attacking lineup up and when they're pushing on, it's Saka that was dropping back into kind of almost a left-back role. Uh, yeah. No points, got booked, got, yeah, and then, and then I mean, taken out completely. I don't know, probably should have been a red card, really. Um, yeah, it was a bit, it was a bit dodgy. Uh, but what, what, what you, what's your feeling on him? Are you, are you happy to stick with him or are you a bit kind of, because you've got two Arsenal like me, right? Do you know what? I always look first and foremost, and I don't know if this is the right the right thing to do as an FPL manager, but I've always done it, and I can't see myself changing. I've always I always look at the team first before the individual. So, for example, the reason I've not bought Callum Wilson much over the years is because I've gone I don't fancy Bournemouth or I don't fancy Newcastle, mm. and actually I've been stung by that because it doesn't matter if Newcastle are rubbish, Callum Wilson still gets points. But I go I don't want Newcastle attack, therefore I don't consider <coughs> Callum Wilson. And if we take this sort of scenario with Arsenal, at the moment, I'm not fancying the Arsenal team. So I don't want an Arsenal attacking player. When I bought Saka on wildcard, I did it because I saw Arsenal against Spurs. They absolutely blew them away and smashed them. And I think I was, I was, I was sold off that one game and I knee-jerked him in off the back of it. And I probably didn't calculate perhaps all the other Arsenal games where they've been really average. And watching the game against Palace the other night, I am still slightly concerned that there's not really an identity there. You know, look at Patrick Vieira. Look what he's done at Crystal Palace mm. within a couple of months. There is a clear identity with the high press, the fast pace, how they want to play. I look at Arsenal and look at Arteta and I still couldn't tell you what their, what their game plan is. Like they're a little bit of an underwhelming, boring mm. side that never look like they're going to go and score two, three, four goals in the game. And when I'm covering an... Uh, an Arsenal attacker, I need to see goals and I can't necessarily see them. And I know they came on and Lacazette looked really good when he came on and got the goal and Aubameyang will always score you some. But Saka isn't the talisman in that team, not in terms of goals and assists, as good as he is. And he does carry them. But I wonder if he's dropping deep as because he is getting frustrated. Mm. He wants to be on the ball when he knows how good he is. We also know his breakthrough season at Arsenal three years ago was as a left back and he was getting assists for fun at left back, but he naturally can perform well in those deeper areas where he's got a lot of the game in front of him. Um, So I I think from from my 11, as we look at it, the one player I'm looking to sell is Saka. Mm. And I do think that's an easy transfer out. Whether I do it this week or not, I'm not sure. Because at the moment, I've got a benching headache anyway. He can happily sit on my bench. And if he's fit for Villa, then it's not the worst game to play him in because Villa's defence has been e- equally poor. Um, but yeah, I'm looking at targeting Brentford attack. And again, it's teams. It's always teams. Mm. I'm, looking at, I'm not looking at bringing in Tony. I'm looking at targeting Brentford attack. So who is that? Well, yeah, it might be Tony, but it's in Bermo. And... I'm looking at selling Arsenal attack and that is Saka. Yeah, it's a shame with Saka because I yeah, like I, I could sing his praise all day. I think the one the one thing he brings to the team that I saw a real lack of was was just composure. Like the amount yeah. of times Arsenal would, would get the ball and it, it could just do an easy pass and they just hoof it down the pitch or kick it out for a throw in and stuff. They they constantly look under pressure, even when they're not under pressure. And I can't really understand where where the calmness is, like this yeah. or, or where it's gone, you know, because they've had some good results. They Palace in the first half particularly didn't really threaten them too much, but the second half started and they they just completely lost their grip on the game, kicking balls left, right and centre. So I think I think that is a large part down to Saka's absence and 
yeah, hopefully he's back for the next game because like I really think they need him. Um, right, let's have a look at your team for next week then. So you've got Ramsdale in goal, uh, Cancelo, James, Diaz and Christensen. So you're, you're a double up on Chelsea and, and City. Salah, Foden, Rafinha in midfield and Antonio Lukaku captain and Jimenez. And you've got Livermore on the bench, Saka and Brownhill. So you mentioned selling Saka for Mbomo. Uh, the, my question to you when you sent me this team is, well, who would you bench if you, if you brought him in? Such a headache this week. Mm. And I knew when I was wildcarding, I was setting myself. Like when you wildcard, you see what your team's going to look like in three and four and five weeks' time. And I knew that this week and next, for a few weeks, I'm going to have a few headaches, mainly because Livermento's fixtures are so good. But yeah, who do I bench? I mean, one thing I would say is I've gone with a starting 11 there that I'm, I'm fairly, I think I'll probably run with. But do I expect them all to start? I think Cancelo could be up for yeah, a rest. I'm worried about I think well. Christensen could miss out quite comfortably. I think Foden could miss out quite comfortably. Like there, there are players there that, that are rotation risks. Some rumours that Rafina's isolating as well. You see that? Say again? Some rumours that Rafina is isolating. Yeah, I saw that Instagram post. Not sure, his. not sure on the, you know, on the authenticity of that, but I read that yeah. somewhere. Um so Lukaku, I mean, even Lukaku, right? With Tuchel saying that he's he's tired and you know needs a bit of a break. If he starts tonight in the Champions League, I mean, it's unthinkable, isn't it? But could he miss out against Norwich? I don't think so. I know there's been so many retweets of that one comment from Tuchel, and I completely get it. Like what he said should raise alarm bells, but I still take that with a pinch of salt. For me. He's reacting to what he did in the weekend. And that was, he subbed Lukaku at like 65, 70 minutes against Brentford. He kept Werner on the pitch. He subbed Lukaku because Lukaku was tired. I think that's his rest, his 20 minutes against Brentford, which by the way, he knew Brentford were going to throw the kitchen sink at Chelsea. He knew he needed tall players that could clear headers. And in that game, Lukaku was a real, real asset to Chelsea clearing Mm. their lines at the back. So to bring him off was really telling. Saying that, I feel like that's his mini, mini rest. And I do think he starts tonight. And again, if Chelsea score a couple against Malmo early, don't surprise to see Lukaku off at 60-70 if the game is won. Surely he starts against Norwich. I can't, I can't see him not starting against Norwich. I really can't. And I know, I know people will see him start tonight against Malmo and maybe even play 90 and if he doesn't score and go, oh, maybe we don't give him the armband. But for me, he still starts against Norwich. I'm, I'm not that concerned about that. Um, so, yeah, the benching headache is real this week. At the moment, it's Livermento. I'd expect him to come on for one of those guys I've mentioned. Hmm. You hope. But uh, who knows? <laughs> and again, is there much point in making the transfer of Saka to Mbemo when he's only going to be my second sub? I mean, if I bought Mbemo in, he probably gets promoted to first sub, but he's still on my bench. So actually, yes, he's going to go up in value before the game week deadline of Friday night. But I think I'm just going to perhaps roll, keep the two transfers and bring him in the week after with another one. It gives you a little bit more flexibility should you get any big injuries. I then got two frees and I want to target Trent. Um, so maybe having the two transfers is, is, is more useful than going on one week early. Yeah. And saving point one. Um, a few people in the chat saying Rafina has been training and is, is okay to, to play. So that's good news. That's one less that's good news. One, one less uh, headache. Um, you seen Obomo's, uh stats on hitting the post? Is it six times? Six times. Six times. Twice against Chelsea. Uh, six times total. The next most is two um, for another player. So he's hit the post four times more than any other player uh, in the league. Surely, surely a goal is coming for him. 
for him soon. But is the worry that he's a bit cursed? We we see that we, we see players with good stats out of position. He's got all the markings of a great fantasy asset, but you know maybe some witches or warlock has cursed him and he's never going to score. Yeah, I mean he's clearly not a very good finisher. Like you can you can say someone hits the woodwork and call them unlucky, but at some point. you've just got to look at it and go Timo Werner hit the woodwork a silly amount of times last season Traore hits the woodwork a lot Tammy Abraham has also hit the woodwork six times this season all these guys are poor finishers they're not good enough in front of goal like but they are getting the chances and they are cheap FPL assets so if they're getting the chances they're still going to score some of these that's the difference isn't it it's it's a 5.5 million mid and not a nine million striker taking up a striker spot or anything like that. I I I honestly I do think Mbomo is 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 the play. Um this, and he's on set pieces. Yeah, I know. He's he's got everything he's got everything you want. Uh, I'm I'm just looking at your team and thinking I don't think you can I mean maybe you'd bench Diaz. But or would it seems you bench like Antonio? Pretty, yeah no. No I wouldn't, you wouldn't. not 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 in a not in I mean West Ham normally do quite well against Spurs and Spurs haven't been haven't been great. Um, I think the only the only player in your team that I'd consider benching would would be Diaz because he's, he's you talk about ceilings right he's he's capped at six I'd imagine against against Brighton whereas Mbomo in theory has got more potential but do you need to do it I don't think so <clears throat> yeah and I look at Leicester and think now they're beating United will the win be in their sails could they actually get, perform well against Brentford and could it be a really tight tight game but one thing you do see with Brentford every time they're players you do see there's potential goal threat there. Um, and I looked at it and was like, who in that 11 would I bench from Bumo? And you're right, Diaz is probably the best shout. And I actually, for a second, did look at Antonio because his numbers have been poor in the last few games. But the ceiling for Antonio in any given week is like 12, yeah. 15 points, right? And he's going to be up against Dyer, who was absolutely dire against Newcastle. Like, Callum Wilson scored in the first two minutes of that football match. A very, It looked like a really smart run. Ball comes in from Kieran Clark, near post run, what you expect from Wilson header from seven yards out. But Dyer's so easily beaten. And how many times have we seen in an England shirt and in a Spurs shirt, Dyer out of position? And yes, there's the own goal, but these mistakes can happen with own goals. And he completely fluffed it and that happens. And he's got that nightmare in him. But for me, the first goal is even worse because you just go, as a centre-back, I want you to be more alert and have better positioning. Mm. And I say the same about Harry Maguire and I say the same about Wan-Bissaka. These guys, whilst they are dubbed very good, excellent league best defenders positionally they need coaching and time on the training ground give them to Conte for two years and they'll look like a worldie but they're just out of position all the time so I think Antonio could run rings around Dyer to be fair yeah I know I, I definitely I definitely wouldn't be wouldn't even be considering benching him I mean we've seen people you know top managers in the community late rise example sold Antonio um told him for Werner which I mean definitely raised that raised some eyebrows uh from me I really wouldn't want to be going to this game without Without Antonio, I think this this could be. I know he's been a little bit off the ball. hasn't hasn't got you know hasn't hit the heights that he was hitting earlier in the season. But a double digit haul wouldn't surprise me going to this game. I think I think he's a great pick. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so I think I'll probably roll. And if I get itchy and I get an injury, then maybe I go Saka out to Mbomo a week early. Yeah, yeah. Interesting. But I still yeah. think he'll be on my bench. I still think I'd go Diaz. I don't know. Yeah, it's it's, it's that's a tricky decision. That is. Because yes, I mean, someone pointed out, um, you know, you talk about ceilings and floors and all that. I mean, Diaz, I think Diaz gets six. Like, yeah, there's no, there's, there's no, there's no question about that. I, the 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 city defensive numbers are so outrageous, uh, and and Brighton have been 
yeah, we, we, we're regressing now back to back to where we were last season. Uh, you know, couldn't score against Norwich, and I, I do I do think we'll, we'll probably struggle to score against against City, which probably isn't, isn't the most insightful bit of punditry ever. But I can't I can't see us getting too much out of that game. Um, let's talk about Salah for a second. I mean, you know, Lukaku is is overwhelming favourite. I think four or five weeks ago it was you know you'd have about ninety five percent of people going going Lukaku. I think we're seeing a little bit of of reluctance given that he hasn't scored in six games, given Salah's form, given that United are posting some of the worst defensive numbers in the league. Is there any part of you that, that I mean, you're a bit biased as a Chelsea fan, but is there any part of you that is thinking maybe Salah is a better captaincy bit this week? It's the ultimate form versus fixture. If mm. ever there was an example, it's yeah. this week. Chelsea would have to play terribly tonight, terribly tonight for me to consider captain's Salah. Like if Chelsea lose to Malmo and Lukaku blanks, I probably do captain Salah, but they would have to lose to Malmo or play really poorly. Like if they beat Malmo 1 0 and played really poorly and Lukaku blanked, maybe I'd still consider Salah. But they, it's all on tonight for me. I would have to see some really horrible things for me to take the armband off Lukaku. <laughs> I've seen some things. I've seen some things tonight. Yeah. I mean, United, United. Don't have a very good record against against top six sides. I mean, last year they were well, embarrassing. Frankly, they they barely they barely scored, but they barely concede as well. They yeah. they do they do eke out a lot of nil nils. They do maybe lose one nil or something like that. I I I think he set Solskjaer kind of sets them up not to lose in these games, and then they tend to do okay in it. Yeah. Can I see a big Liverpool win against United? I'm not sure I can, even even with the problems United have got. I think if Liverpool if Liverpool get two goals, win that two nil, I think that's that's probably about as much as I'd expect. I don't think they're going to score four, you know, three four goals. I think a lot of people are, are predicting. I think they're going to. I think I'm going for a two two nil uh, in my prediction on, on Blackbox tonight. Chelsea though, like yeah. realistically, it could it could and should be any score. And you'd yeah. think Lukaku would be the one at the at the epicenter of all. Has to be, has to be. Like at some point, Lukaku's going to score a hat trick, right? Like mm. um, we know he's had modest returns to date, but if ever there was a fixture where he can bully a defence and a back line, it's Norwich, who are they are all over the place. Norwich were really unlucky not to score, and they do offer some attacking threat against Brighton. Um, but at the same time, they were really lucky not to concede a goal against Brighton. And rather than facing Morpai, they're going to be facing Lukaku. So. It's a much scarier challenge. I think oh, it's 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 just an it's the home advantage as well. Like Norwich traveling to Stamford Bridge. I just think this could be this could be a route, and we we don't think Liverpool United will be. It, I'm with you. Like Liverpool will win. I could see him scoring a couple, but four five nil is just mm. surely not going to happen. But you know, Chelsea, you could comfortably see four five goals. You've you've got to back him. I think if you don't. Captain Lukaku versus Norwich at home. When will you give him the armband? Yeah, yeah. I mean, I guess the the, the thing with Lukaku is, and, and what I want to see more of is him actually looking like he wants to score, and not just getting the ball, chesting it down to other players. And because we, we knew he'd bring other players into the game. I mean, he's he's kind of like the complete centre forward in in that regard, yeah. right? But that's not good for us as, as FPL picks. And I still don't fancy any of the other Chelsea options around him um, as, as sensible players. I really do hope Reese James comes in because I think that yeah. that really does change, does change things up for me. Um, you have Reese James and Alonso feeding 
yeah. Lukaku. That's your almost your front three. Like I, I'm personally not a fan of Werner and Lukaku up front together. I don't like it. They both want to make very similar runs. Like as good as Lukaku is, and he's massively improved his hold up game. He still doesn't want to come short naturally. His game is explosive, and he still wants to run behind. He wants to play on the shoulder, and Werner wants to do that exact same thing. So when you've got two forwards both wanting to do the same job, mm. you run into each other's spaces, and I think that's why we've not seen good productivity from Werner and Lukaku in the two games they've played together. What Lukaku needs is people feeding him, Mason Mount feeding him, James, Alonso, maybe even Havertz in there too, but not Werner who wants to make the same runs. Yep, very good. Um, right, let's talk fixtures then. Uh, going forward, so the Monday night, uh, Monday night game, Friday night game is Arsenal Villa, which I believe you're doing a watch along for. Yeah, just waiting to confirm a guest, but I plan to do the Friday. I'm out of action Saturday, so it's either Friday or I do the the big Sunday game at four thirty. But I, I like doing the start of the game week because we can talk then about the game week ahead. And- yeah, yeah, yeah. I like I like, I like a, a Friday night a Friday night watch along. Um, you will be going into that likely with one Arsenal player then in just Ramsdale. I, I would yeah. have. Well, I'll have one as well. I'm probably going to bench Smith Rowe uh, for Livermento, which is a bit of a nothing. Oh, it's one of those transfers which you can you can think about all week and then it, they both get two points and it doesn't make any blind bit of difference. Um, so then we've got Chelsea v Norwich uh, at 12.30. You've already said we're expecting, well, we're both expecting hopefully a big a big win for Chelsea in that. Uh, and then it's Palace Newcastle. So Steve Bruce sacked today. Don't think anyone's too surprised to see that. Happening, Palace looking good under the new manager, lots of identity. What, what, what's, your, what's your feeling on, on Newcastle on this one? Yeah, I can't, I, I, think, I think this is, a, this is a home win. Palace were unlucky against Arsenal. Like that second half was really strong. Mm. They might have the likes of Zaha back. Although even without him, I've not, every time you watch Palace without Zaha over the last however many years, you go, they look rubbish without Zaha. He carries them. That's the first time I've seen Palace without Zaha yeah, and they absolutely smashed it. Yeah, like they have got a squad now. They've got attacking threat all over. Ed, I mean, Benteke looked great. Edward looked, looked good coming coming up sort of from, from a wide position, cutting inside. So, yeah, I think Newcastle will have unlikely appointed a manager. I know Fonseca's highly rumoured to, to, to get the gig, but even if he does, he won't be picking the team. Um, he's going to need time. Palace home win for me. Yeah, I'm, I'm a bit tempted by Edouard, you know, because obviously I've got, uh, yeah. got Neil Mope in my team. Uh, don't really want him long term, so I'm looking at ways of people to move out for. I think we've got quite a few options now. We've got Tony, obviously, a lot of people getting. Uh, you've got uh, Huang, 5 5, yeah. started again for, for Wolves. You've got Edouard. Roger as well at Southampton. Yeah, yeah, you, you've been talking him up, haven't you? You like him. I love that. I love it when a prediction comes off. Um, <laughs> when I saw the team news on Scoutcast Match Day, I was like, oh, no Adam Armstrong, Rodgers starting, get in. Uh, he's a Chelsea loney. We were happy to sell Livermento. I say happy. We didn't want to sell Livermento. We've got a massive buyback clause of like 40 million on him. Mm. But one guy we wouldn't sell was, was Broja, Albanian number nine. He's brilliant. He's a unit. He looks like Graziano Pele, who we remember as a great FPL asset at Southampton. Um, and he plays similar. He's quite explosive. He's a big target man, but can run as well. Hits the ball so clean. And I said uh, uh, at five million, I think he could become a really good value asset in, in FPL. Now he's got his start. He got his first start. And I said, he's going to score today. And he, he, he put one away against, um, was it Leeds there yep. playing? Um, and I think he'll get a run of games now. You he think he keeps his really I mean, well got, obviously got Che Adams. Yeah, so I mean, Armstrong's Adams. got a little bit of work to do, I'd say. Yeah, Armstrong's to come in, Che Adams, Roja. I mean, they've, they've, they've got some attacking options now when, when they 
kind of written written them off. I mean, a few people have gone for Adam Armstrong. Andy was on was on Black Box last week talking about Adam Armstrong didn't play, his replacement scores. Uh, but yeah, I mean, for for five million or, or whatever he is, is he is yeah. he five million? Bro? Five point oh. Yeah, five point oh. I mean, yeah. I mean, he's he's in that kind of bracket, isn't he? Where the four point five forwards are, are dead in the water. So paying a little bit extra and getting one that might actually get some minutes does seem a, a good strategy. Yeah, nice. See, Janny, not just a pretty face, also an insightful bastion of Southampton striker knowledge for for some reason. Yeah, or just Chelsea low knees. Or just Chelsea low knees. <laughs> yeah, quite 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 niche, quite niche, but quite niche. I remember I remember saying at the start of the season as I tweeted that this is the four. You know, everyone was looking for the new sort of Lundstrom or whatever. And when we get a 4.0 defender pre-season, the community goes wild for mm. it. I tweeted, we've got the 4.0 defender we need and a screen grab of Livramento. It just, the day signed for Southampton, I got so much stick, including Southampton fans being like, this FPL guy knows nothing about our club. He's not going to start calling the 4.0 asset we all need. Oh, well, by game week three, you, your mug, you've bought him. Do you know what I mean? Like, don't give me stick and then go and buy it. And, and like, I said he was good. Just trust me on it. He's good. He's an absolute baller. There's a reason why he's got like a 40 million release clause. So I couldn't wait to go back through all the comments. By game week two, I think he had started or game <laughs> week three. And I, I went to town on him. I was like, no, do you know what? Usually I'd ignore it. And I know it's petty and I don't care. I got so much stick for suggesting he was a good four, the, the 4.0 defender we all want. And now everyone's got him in their bloody teams. Don't deserve him. <laughs> And you're very, very humble about it as well, Jenny. That's what, that's oh, what I always I like about humble. you. <laughs> <laughs> I love the feeling though. Is uh, yeah, I mean, you know, we we all, we all get lots of stick for. Yeah, it's, it's always that one, isn't it? I've always said you you get stick if you sit on the fence because people want you to have opinions. But then as soon as you have a strong opinion about something, uh, you get slated. I, I I gave that opinion on Leeds a few weeks ago, saying I thought they could be in a in a relegation battle this year and. I'm not entirely convinced they won't be. Outrun for the first time against Southampton in 44 games. Uh, injuries to key players in their sort of most sort of yeah. well, their, their best run of the season. Not not they need to, they need to start picking up some points. Um, I like Wolves that next. shout. I think it's a great shout. Like I looked at the bench against Southampton was almost embarrassing for a Premier League team. Mm. Every one of those players on the bench, other than one or two, I hadn't even heard of. They were all academy kids that haven't even played in the Premier League before. Bielsa likes a thin squad, but that was taking the mitt. I know. Needs, they need a better squad than that. Yeah, they do. It's interesting, I mean, and Wolves is not an easy game for them coming up next because yeah. Wolves, you know, you look at you look at the stats of the top attacking teams and the top defensive teams, and Wolves are right up there. Big, big win for them against Villa, being two 0 down as well, gives them loads of hope going into this. They're not they're not going to fear playing Leeds, not like not like they maybe they would have done last year, and 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 that running stat to me is is absolutely key because for a for a Bielsa team to be outrun is very very concerning I think if you're yeah. a Leeds fan so I've got Rafina. I'm hoping you know obviously him being back in the side makes a big difference but he's he, he's he's carrying him he's gonna have to carry yeah. them he's, he's just he's so far and beyond the best player in that side can they keep him past January that's the other question could a club come in and, and test the waters with a, a 40 50 million pound bid I think they could now he's playing for Brazil as well his yeah. stock's gone up even even more Newcastle will chuck money at Rafina, like, but I don't. I don't think he'd go. He 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 wants a. Li- this guy could be playing for Liverpool. Like, I could see Liverpool who have got. Yes, you would struggle to get in the eleven at Liverpool. Fair enough. You're not going to get in ahead of Salah and Mane. But these guys, Salah, Mane, and Firmino, are all around thirty. They've literally all hit mm. thirty within the same year. They're going to need some fresher legs, and they've got Jota was a great signing because of his age. Well, Rafina's young as well, so I could see him going Liverpool. You know. Yeah, 
Ooh, it'd be a hell of a squad they'd have. Talk about yeah, no. Finn versus packed squads. Um, we've touched on most of the teams in this fixture. So I'm not going to waste too much time going through through others. We've given our Man United Liverpool prediction. We think West Ham are going to beat Spurs. Uh, Brentford Leicester should be, should be a great game. The one other team I want to talk about is Everton because obviously we've had yeah. the news that Takore is now out for a while, which is is just awful news from. I mean, you know, Richarlison's been out, Calvert Lewin's been out, and it's been Takore, Gray, and Townsend that have really stepped up and, and sort of carrying them. Takore out now. I mean, Watford were absolutely dreadful against Liverpool. Like, I know you're not expecting much from, from you know, Ranieri's come in, it's a new side, but you want to see a bit of fight and a bit of bite. They they offered absolutely nothing against Liverpool. They were so, so poor. Do you think they're going to have a bit of optimism about them going into this Everton game? Or do you think a kind of a patched up Everton side will 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 win that? I, I can see a really it. easy home win again. Can you? I think when you bring a new manager in halfway through the season a few days before a game week starts, but then going into a really tough run of fixtures, you just can't expect much. Like one thing Ranieri is going to do is get a bit of organisation in that team. Didn't, but he's going to need time. Didn't see it against Liverpool at all. They look no, very disorganised. Yeah, yeah re- they're all over the place. I mean, Danny Rose as a left centre-back was a really weird one. Like Danny Rose can play wing-back in a five, but left centre-back Danny Rose, it, he was t- for the first goal, it was embarrassing the way he was turned by Salah mm. on the halfway line. Um, but to, to get that organisation, the one thing you need is time. Like, he needs weeks on the training ground. Like, by the next international break, he gets two weeks on the training ground, which is in, like, four weeks' time. Sure, they'll look better off the back of that. But until then, I think they're going to look... They're gonna, I think they're going to concede goals for fun. I can see Everton winning comfortably here. I'm not as... I'm not as- Convinced, you know. I think no. I think Decore out is is such a huge miss for them in in the centre of midfield, and Rondon. I mean, Rondon looked absolutely knackered after about sixty minutes um, in their last game, and they couldn't sub him because they literally yeah. haven't got anyone else to to come on. And you know, he doesn't look like he's going to score. Uh, Townsend is is you know crossing for no one. It, it's it's very much the Townsend and Gray show yeah. now and. I think what Iwobi got a few chances. He did. He did. But Iwobi did have a few chances. Yeah. And he's naff. Like you look at it and go, if you're having to start Iwobi, you've probably got some issues. <laughs> like, and then you look in the midfield and you go, oh, Decore's not there. Well, you look at that Everton squad and go, who could replace Decore next to an Allen in midfield? Well, Sigurdsson could. Oh, he's not around. Oh, Andre Gomez, the guy that's you know played for Barcelona and got loads of international caps. Well, he's always injured as well, and he's he's red flagged. So. I'm with you on the decor replacement, but they do seem to find a way. Like somehow, Rafa found a way without Calvert Lewin and Richardson, and they continued winning games. And they've they've just Rafa's just found ways, and I, mm. I still think he'll find a way. Might need a shift in system because I can't see who's going to be that sort of box to box midfielder alongside Allen. They're really short. No, I know it's all it's all down to Saar, right? It's what what yeah. Saar, what Saar turns up for that game because if if Saar, I, I think if Saar turns up in that. Watford have got a real chance of, of of winning that, and it's a good time to play Everton. Yeah, yeah. I, I don't know. I I think it's. I I don't think it's going to be comfortable for Everton, but I think they they should they should still have enough to to beat Watford. Interesting but. that Ranieri played Saar down the middle as the number nine. Yeah, I had said on the deadline stream with Mark. Mark and I were kind of speculating that he might, and he did in a similar way. Do you remember he played four four two in that title winning Leicester season? You mm. had Vardy always playing on the shoulder. And you put Vardy alongside a workhorse like an Okazaki and you just, it, it's, it gets the best out of him. And I wonder if he's going to convert Saar to like a Vardy, number nine on the last shoulder. And what Watford do have 
is a huge amount of forwards who can all do the workhorse shift. Talentless six, seven out of 10 forwards that can run the channels and provide service for Saar, do the Okazaki role. They got loads of those. So it's going to be interesting to see where we sort of put Saar moving forward. Yeah, I mean, I, I got rid of him on the, on the World Cup. I think if you've got him and you kept him for that Liverpool game, you, you definitely yeah. keep you definitely keep him now. I mean, you know, Decore out, definitely weakens Everton. Uh, they've got Southampton at home in game with 10, Arsenal in 11. Uh, you know, it's, it's not the greatest run, but if he's going to be playing out of position... And if yeah. and if Watford, uh, but again, if, if Watford turn up Everton and, and just lose two or three nil, then Ranieri's probably only got a few more weeks, and they'd be looking for another manager to come in. It's but yeah, very, very very strange club Watford. Um, yeah, we'll, we'll see what kind of happens. Uh, anyway, Johnny, that is forty minutes, absolutely perfect as always. Uh, I like the look of your team next week. I think you should be in for a good week. I've been to know if you panic and bring in Mbomo and who you start and who you play and all that. I sense you're probably going to roll the transfer. That's that's my. That's my prediction. Uh, and I reckon you're Captain Lukaku no matter what. Even if Chelsea lose 4-0 to Malmo, I reckon you'll still be Captain Lukaku, let's, let's be honest. Um, but yeah, thanks for joining me and I'll see you again next week. Thank you, mate. Lovely to chat as always. And I look forward to hopefully a nice six points off my bench from Livermento this week. Fingers crossed. <laughs>